This is WMUA Amherst, and you are listening to... Barbarian in the Valley. Now we have this week a music special. That's right. A music special. We're going to be exploring the world of music. Now I don't know if you guys have ever thought to yourself, what's that song underneath the opening? What's that loop? Well, it's a Jethro Tull song. And I remember hearing this song for the first time in my adult life, standing at the bar at Bar 13 on a Sunday night around 11.30 or midnight at a party that was my absolute favorite dance party of all time called Shout. Every Sunday night, Bar 13. And these guys, my friends Steve and Pedro, throw on this song. And it just hit me how cool Jeff Rotel actually was and just this one bass line now if you think about it and if you know anything about the B.I.Q. and the Barbarian in question then you know there's another reason why I have this song underneath the opening because if you know the name of the song then it all starts making sense doesn't it it's your connections you gotta make them I may be your Barbarian in question and by virtue of listening you are my Barbarian Ken but Barbarians can be lazy right they can. So we thought that we'd do a little late summer spin of the music. And we thought we might get some help from our buddy Walter Martin from The Walkman, which is a tremendous band from the late 90s and 2000s in the New York City rock scene. Walt also has a thriving solo career now. And we made some phone calls to Walt because Walt and I toured together. And on tour... I really think, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that Walt had me open for the band because he knew I would rent a car and that he wouldn't have to travel in the van with the rest of the other Walkman. But when we were in this car, of course, we listened to a lot of music. And being musicians, at least me of a kind, and him an actual musician, we had lots of conversation about music. So we'll let Walt help us guide us through this hour. He's such a generous and kind soul. So... What do you know? It's time. Let's go. To the show. Thank you for calling. Hey. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Good. It was like, thank you for calling. What's that? What's that? It, when I called, it said, thank you for calling, and then you picked up. Oh, this. I don't know. I get, I get a lot of complaints about that. I don't know what it is. It's a weird service. Like, you answer it instead of ringing. Yeah, I'm not complaining. It does make it sound like you have a robot secretary, though. That's what people say. Some people say it makes you sound like I'm, like, important or something. Or that you're, like, in a different country and it got forwarded. Either way, probably a good thing, right? Yeah, I don't see how you... Keep, don't, keep them guessing. I don't see how you come up behind on that. No. Now, listen, this won't take more than a couple of minutes if, if, if okay. you have the time. I'm wondering, I've been haunted over the years 
when we were going on that first tour down south, we were in, I think, West Virginia or Virginia, and we were traveling down the highway, and a piece of music came on the radio that floored oh. both of us. I, I think I know what it was. What was it? I think that it was the Pink Mountain Pops cover of, was it Lovell Terrace Apart, but in the style of the Velvet Underground. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you, okay, no, then. It was like this crazy, like, shifting tempo acapella group that was like, and oh, we okay, go to that, the beach and the really, beach. Oh, okay, that does sound familiar too, actually. I don't remember what it was, though. Okay, and I, you know, but it was like, we both were like, our ears, like our brain was melting out of our ears. I, You know, I do remember that, I, but I don't remember what it was. Well, I think I'm getting closer. I, I felt like it was like local, or we thought it was local to where we were. Well, yeah, but, well, I don't think so, because the production was really high. I mean, oh, okay. this piece was was weird enough that you're like, this must be local, but the production was, and it was all this complex time signatures. Now, uh-huh. now hold on for a second. Just give me a sec. Yes. Okay, so... I'm getting closer. I just want to let you know I'm getting closer. But I had to... You think you, what, you think you're going to figure out what it was? It's been like a real Google, like, journey. And I've how, done this... How, what, what information can you put into Google? Well, this is the way I thought of it. I thought, first I started thinking, boogie-woogie acapella. Uh, boogie-woogie, though, no. No. Boogie-woogie means, you know, like... But these guys were like, if you want to take a trip to the Hawaiian. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's ringing more bells. <laughs> it was something about, like, Hawaii and... Right, but listen, I have... I think I'm, I think I'm close. Okay, and you're on, actually I, finding the song? Well, yeah, hold on. I, give me a sec. It sounds like a wild goose chase to me. So, the Anita Kerr singers, have you ever heard of them? No. Apparently, like they were like three or four decades going, and if you if you hear one of their songs, you'll be like, "Yes, we, I think we have located the artist." The and, Anita Kerr singer, yeah, K E R R, yeah, and it's like it's like this is it. Now here's the problem: there's like thirty albums, so I've gone through three of them, and I can't. Are you think you're gonna recognize the song? Yes, I do think wow. I'll, I do think it's. I can just remember. I can just remember like seeing tiki torches. It was so visual, and we just were driving, and just like we were actually bowled over by, like we couldn't believe this thing existed because it wasn't just like these singers that were like blah blah blah. Because it also had this like Frank Zappa time signature quality. Uh huh. Yeah. So listen, I'm just planting the seed right now. Okay, I'm, I'm not telling it. you to get obsessed about it and figure it out, but you might get obsessed about it and figure it out. I'm I, not sure I'm going to recognize it if I hear it. It just had a Polynesian Chinese restaurant quality to it, but like uh-huh. in a David Lynch movie, not even David Lynch, like something more fruity than that. Like, uh-huh. All right, so that's all I wanted to talk about. I'm hoping to find it in the next couple of days. If okay, I find bye. it, do you want to hear it, or do you want to just... Yes. You sure? Because it could haunt you. 
It's okay. If you sign, just send me the link. All right, and then we'll talk again. Are you doing this for your radio show? Yeah. Would you like to swing at a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. A mule is an animal with long, funny ears. He kicks up at anything he hears. His fat kicks brawny and his brain is weak. He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak. And by the way, if you hate to go to school, you may grow up to be a mule. Or would you like to swing on a star? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face. His shoes are a terrible disgrace. He's got no manners when he eats his food. He's fat and lazy and extremely rude. But if you don't care a feather or a pig, you may grow up to be a pig. A fish won't do anything but swim in a brook. He can't write his name or read a book. To fool the people is his only thought. And though he's slippery, he still gets caught. But then if that sort of thing is what you wish, you may grow up to be a fish. And all the monkeys are in the zoo. Every day you meet quite a so you see, it's all up to you You can't be better than you are You could be swinging on a star Thank you for calling. Please hold while we connect your call. Hello. Hey. So you know that it still says thank you for calling. And then, uh, I know. I mean, you know. you must have set that it's up. It's cool, though, right? Yeah. It's, well, you, I've heard, it's yeah. cool, I've heard. It was cool once. <laughs> and now it feels like you're power tripping everyone you know. And, and, the, and the idea that you don't know what's going on is a little suspicious. Like I, told, I called T-Mobile, and I talked to some person on the other side of the planet, and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And and they said, okay, well, then they were like, okay, yeah, fine, we'll fix it. And then they didn't fix it. So you know, I'm like, you know what? It's you it's now. It's working for me. And well, they I, th- meant to be. I think that's what I'm trying to tell you. I think it's not going to be. 
mean, no one's telling you, but it's not working for you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm concerned about. Now, listen, we have business to get to, and I just want to, yeah. first of all, I am like, you've been screwing with me this whole time. I sent you, in earnest, a way to resolve a song that we both agreed was, like, you know, extraterrestrial. Like, you do remember that. And now you're I mean, sending me La Bamba and other things <laughs> just because you think you're cute. And I'm actually trying to resolve this. <laughs> right? I sent you a live clip of the, of the chance doing tequila, I think, at one point. Well, there was that, and that's, you know that's not right. You know that's not anywhere close to it. What I sent you, which you said no to, is this song, My Love by Anita Kerr. Now, I asked you to listen to it again. Because, I did, yeah. you know, because the thing is, is that, like, this doesn't trouble you for some reason. Like, this is not a moment that's, like, stuck in your craw. But, like, it no. has with me musically. I'm trying to get this off my plate. You know, this is right. taking maybe 5% of my bandwidth for the last 10 years. So, you've okay. listened to it again. What are your thoughts? I mean, don't tell me something just because I want to hear it now. You know, because that what? won't work either. So you're asking me if I... If I what, what are my thoughts on the song, or what are my no. thoughts on, on whether or not I remember the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't care what you think about the song, but I do <laughs> I do care about whether you think that's the song. I, I remember so well we were in a very heavily forested highway in Virginia going south on tour, and this came up, and we both, like, couldn't figure out what had happened to the radio. Um... I mean, as when you when you describe it like that, I can put myself there and imagine that moment, yeah, and imagine that song, that being a song that would do that to us. Okay, I do not necessarily remember that moment. When I hear the song, I don't think, "Oh my God, that's the song from that from then." Well, but let me ask you this: Do you remember that moment? Because you said that you had remembered it, but now I'm thinking you actually don't even remember that. No, I think I know. I do remember that moment, but it's like a vague memory. It's a long, it was a long yeah. time ago. Well, I know, I think, but I do remember that. I actually do remember that moment. I do. Okay, I can say that with confidence. Okay, I get it. And you toured all the time, and I was just a, a fling for you. You know, I, we went on a couple of tours, and that was it. So you were yeah, constantly, you were constantly dealing with this kind of thing. Now, we also had a couple of fights on that trip about music. I don't know if you remember. It was a. Well, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, there was a time the the airplanes over the was the airplanes in the sky, or whatever. I don't know that one. No, you got me the. Uh, yes. Neutral Milk Hotel, Hotel. Which, I, which I was was too cooling, but which I think I told you. I don't want to hand you the victory here, but oh. I, that I, I I couldn't I could not love more. I, yeah, this was years ago, and I. I Sure. And then I can't love it more. It's yeah, I know. Well, it is really one of the great records of the whatever last year's. I mean, I think it's as good as anything. It's incredible. Uh, and I think what happened to me was just like all the people that copied him yes. spoiled that sound for me. So I associated him with all the people that copied him. Yes, you had held up your nose long enough without ever actually looking into it, <laughs> that yeah. it was, yeah, it was, like, shocking to me that you didn't have it. And we got that in Nashville. I do remember that now. We got it on vinyl. Oh, yeah. Hey, what did I get you? Didn't I get you, you something? You, you... Now, the other big fight we were having was Bowie versus Neil Young. I always kept trying to play Diamond Dogs. Right. And right. you right. were playing this album uh, where Neil Young had marijuana and honey... What's that yeah, one? Yeah, 
tonight's tonight. Yeah, and you know, I definitely won that count one too because Bowie's way better than Neil Young. You know, I mean, it's, it's apples and oranges. It is apples and oranges, but dude, I've been to a Neil Young concert. Have you been to one of those things? Yeah, it was awful. It's punishing to hear the same <laughs> song 48 times while some guy's painting on a canvas on stage. It's well, just, you know, he's a... Nobody's perfect, you know. Well, he's... Yes. <laughs> Just another thing that we spoke about the last yeah. time about Bowie and Neil Young. Do you know that Bowie covered a Neil Young song? Bowie covered a Neil Young song. I wonder what what song did he cover? Um, I've been waiting. Do you know that Neil Young song? I've been waiting for you. Um, I don't know if I know that song. It's a I know my Neil Young. Song. Now I'm sure it is. Now that song Neil is Young. on. It is a Neil Young song. I don't know what album it's on. 
But he covered it. I've been it. waiting, it's called. I've been waiting for you, is what it's called. He did it for huh. his 1968 debut solo album. Okay, right. That makes sense. But I don't love that record, so I, I don't know it that well. All right. Well, you might want to check it out because it's interesting. Um, and I, it's a big question, like, who wins that song? But he actually, David Bowie samples Neil Young in his cover version. And, samples him? Yeah, I think so. And apparently, I'm trying to track this down, David Bowie did impressions of Neil Young. So I'm going to have to try to get that for the radio show. It's impressions of him singing or talking? I think talking, but I'm not totally sure. You know, the other problem is, is that you said, you sent me on a whole other bad tangent, because you thought it was Love Tears Us Apart done in the styles of the Velvet Underground, right? Well, because I do remember hearing that Yeah. uh, on that same trip, and I didn't know what it was, and for many reasons, I was curious about what it was, and and it was a band called the Pink Mountaintops, and I bought that record after Okay, so that's a thing. All right, so that's good to know. Um, but it actually sent me on this whole other thing, which is, I, if for some reason, I remembered that I had heard a band do a song called The Velvet Underground that I really thought was great. And you probably know that that song is actually covered by who? That's a cover song by someone else that you really love. Who did oh, a song oh, called Jonathan Velvet. Richmond. Yeah, Jonathan the Richmond. Velvet yeah, yes. here's the thing. He has a song about the Velvet Underground. That's funny, blah, blah, blah. I'm not as big a Richmond fan as you are, but this other band covered that song as if the Velvet Underground was playing it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, and I can't find out who did it now. And this is a real problem. Oh, um, you can't find it on the internet? No, I've looked, and I really feel like it was like almost some weird local band did it, but they did a video for it. And you like saw? Do you look on YouTube? Yeah, I've done. A, well, here's the. It's kind of problematic because it's a hard thing to search for, you know, because right. most of the Velvet Underground hits sure. are going to be by the Velvet Underground. Like it took me a while to even figure out that was a Jonathan Richmond song. So okay, I need right. that for some now, and I want to find it because. I want to find it because I think you would actually really love it. It's a really, like, it's a funny, you know, triple, I don't know what to, I don't know how to describe it. It's post, post, post modern, right? Because Richmond does this song right. with the Velvet Underground, but then they do it as if the Velvet Underground was doing it. And it's pretty funny. Right. So that's my own crisis. Yeah. Some help from John Cannon turned the world on 
There's a bottle of hippies and a load of your bed Found them in the velvet underground I recorded an album with you guys up at Mercado Studio. Yeah. Which is such a wonderful, cool space in Harlem and, and best best recording experience I've ever had. We were recording, yeah. and this is a story yeah. that we know, and we were mixing. Now, Mercado was an analog studio, so all the mix was without computers. Until the end, when you guys kept pretending it was analog, but you actually had a computer hooked up to it. But when we, we did, yeah. were recording the Motorsoft album, when analog. you did an analog, two-inch yeah. tape, really minimal kind of after effects, you know. Yeah. You had that plate reverb out in the hall, but you couldn't get it working. I couldn't really figure out how to plug it in. No, which would have been great because that's <laughs> I could have used it. But <laughs> the mixes could get pretty complex because we'd yeah. actually have like six or eight hands on the board because you had to really mix. There was no automation on the board or anything. No. So yeah. it was almost like like a Jackson Pollock painting or something almost athletic. Now, yeah, for sure. Do you remember which song you thought you had lost the mix on? Uh, it was a few. Well, no, there was one song that was really hard. You probably just don't even remember the names of songs. But there was one song that you that we spent hours, hours trying to figure out. It was actually a pretty complex song. But you're not going to remember the well, name. Well, we, we couldn't find it on the tape. It was something like, or maybe, oh, I think we What were we doing with CDs? Because there was a moment when, like, yeah. CDs, I know were it we is. stacking stuff up on How did CDs come into play? Yeah, what okay. What were we doing? Because I know. Because there was a moment I remember very well, which was hilarious. So just I, grab that moment, and I'll explain what we were doing. Okay, well, there's a moment I remember very well, and I thought that I had lost, I thought it was a few songs. It was Might definitely one song, but I thought it was a few. And I, um, you were in the control room, and I just sort of took a walk down to the to the main to the live room and called. I guess I must have called Matt Barrick or something. Mm-hmm. And I tried to figure out where the hell whatever it was I lost was. Yeah, I don't know why he would have known because he wasn't really there during the session. He could anyway, have been there at like came, different times. When I came so. back up, you were like, you're like was that a like a where the hell is the stuff that I lost phone call? And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and thanks for... <laughs> you knew exactly that. I think you could just see me like... Oh, I could totally feel it. And, um, but well, whatever it was, it was found. But I do feel like it was a, it was CDs. I just don't so, know where... Let me explain. We were... Let me okay, explain. Because I actually know what this... First of all, let me just... It's Motor Softly, and I'll just put play it like the beginning to you right now. Hold on. I remember it well. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So it was definitely our hardest mix. Because the thing, it was a really kind of complex song. And right. it actually, I was listening to it, it sounds a lot like Roxy music. Like, there's a lot of Roxy music in that song, a lot. What I was having you do, which was a little bit unusual, is mix me karaoke versions of every song. Aha. Uh-huh. And put them out to CD so that the vocals would be gone. So if I wanted to play live, I could do that. Okay, right. That makes sense. That's what was going on. So it wasn't like the main mix was missing? Well, I feel like I was stressed enough that it must have been a main mix, right? Because I was stressed. 
Well, let me ask you this. If what would I, what would you give me to go get the record master? You'd give me a CD, wouldn't you? What else would no? You'd give me quarter inch tape. Quarter inch. We would have mixed down to quarter inch. Yeah. Well, I think you. I think that's what it was, though. I think you were stressed out because I really wanted it. But and I was like, damn, I really want this. I can tell Walt's lost this, but it didn't feel like. And it was definitely a mix we would never be able to reproduce. Or if we right. did, I mean, we'd have to take. It was like hours taking. It was. Right. By far the right. hardest. This is the season to be preening. This is the season to be seen stealing. Yeah.